Welcome to Cloud City After Dark. It's Star Wars podcast brought to you by TV8MyDinner.com. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. It's been a Star Wars, Star Wars. All right. Welcome back to Cloud City After Dark, and and so this is the, at, at this point the, after you, TT after the trilogy the years yeah. will be marked from this point on post Skywalker era <laughs> saga beginning PSS the, post Skywalker saga <laughs> so, which is good because because at this point I, I, we recorded our, our predictions obviously before we saw the movie but we knew that wasn't going to come out before the movie but I'm glad we did it because that's always a really fun time capsule. What's always the opposite and I have some comments about that too doing just how we we always go swerve away and then it always swerves against us. It always bites us in the butt. But you can you can actually listen. You you are you are generally vindicated in these predictions a lot of times. Like a lot of times like I'll predict something based on what I wish they would do. But I'm like, uh, they, right. they probably won't go this far. But but I'm gonna say it, and then you'll say, but right. here's what they're probably gonna do, and then usually that is like spot on. And like, here's what's gonna happen, and this is what people are gonna say about it. <laughs> and that's so it's like you're vindicated in, in based on this particular one it, because uh, I in editing that after having seen the movie, it's like Jesus, he, he called this whole thing. <laughs> I sort of well, let's let's do. I'm gonna explain the way I'm gonna approach this real quick, and then we'll get into that point right away. Um, I have to approach this because I want to do because I again I didn't have the same experience as I watched Last Jedi. Last Jedi, I, I saw the first time like eh, not that I didn't like it. I was just like this is a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of stuff I liked. You know what I mean? I just need to process how this was a much different experience. So I want to like, pro- but then I saw it again and I want to experience like kind of everything we talked about tonight. I might talk about in three lenses, like a superficial level, like the world cultural context, right? Reviewer, movie reviewer to me star wars fan expectation deep th- and then also the third one and it's all gonna be positive in the end spoiler alert because the third one is i'm a star wars fan so how can i justify any everything that happened in it right because i'm not gonna give up on it just because i don't want something that happened i want to have you know that's that well and i think that being s- i i kind of have the same attitude when i was making my notes like like i think it's more like fun I, to talk about in those three different lenses because that's what sometimes like. matters right now what what but it's sort of just justifiable in terms of what people don't like, and then maybe delve into just the sort of meta response and what and and de- and deconstructing that because I think those are different things, like versus what we think is good in the movie, what you could arguably say is not working in the movie, and what you could definitely attribute to stuff that's happening outside of the framework of the film itself. Oh, I would, yeah, I would actually do the opposite of what you said, just so we end up in positive notes <laughs> instead of ending on negative parts of it the whole time. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, okay, so. I, I just feel like before we get into criticisms, I, I felt like it would be necessary to at least say some nice things. So the, because I I think there was a lot of I I enjoyed this movie I think there's some good stuff especially with you see a strong critical reaction you want to say well I, it's not fun to talk about the good stuff but I think there's good stuff here I I enjoyed watching this movie. It's been so fascinating. We spent three hours talking last time, less predictions and more just about people's reactions. And this one it kind of did what I, we talked about how like people reacted differently and then. This one's all over the place because people. It wasn't as. It's not as uniform as 
people hate Last Jedi, love this. That is too true. You know, you get Greg's and other world, but also, but then there's some people that are just like, yeah, I don't, it's fine. <laughs> they didn't like either of them, so they're <laughs> like, you know, they. So it's like, I, it's, I think this is, and I think that goes into what it's doing in different ways, and we'll talk. I think we can talk bigger about JJ and the meta and like. I love how movies reveal filmmakers and we think they're intended something and then you realize oh that's it's like George Lucas in the prequels like oh we should have seen this all along you know what I mean like well, how do we you know not in a negative way just in the way they are and it's a different take on it than maybe you or I or anybody would do well there's a but lot getting of to that, factors to that I, I, I do think we need to take some time at that point like I, I probably after we've actually talked about some of the points of the movie but right but there is an element to what was in the movie versus our reaction based on how we're interpreting the authorial intent there. Right. And I think that's where maybe a lot of the dissonance between the reaction and the actual thing comes from. Good and bad. Good and bad. People like it because they'll they'll interpret authorial intent a certain way. And I also hate it because of that too. Yeah, we'll attribute some genius to someone just right. as just as as incorrectly sometimes like sometimes right. you arguably you could say there are aspects of the original star wars that you realize is like in retrospect lucas said that was a mistake and he wished he hadn't done it's like oh my god that was the genius of the whole thing though here here's the here's the one over our, just to get started i just know the big swath not even what our first reaction were but with, as far as our predictions were i think it's so hilarious because we talked about this last time and we still didn't even predict it we kind of did but not really we said we watched Force Awakens. We had no idea, right? We're like, I just hope it's good. We watched it, awesome. Then all the canon came out, right? And that's why last time, we were like super canony with our like yeah, predictions. Like secret we lab. Had, we dived into the lore, and we yeah. really wanted. And they had just reestablished this new canon. This is something oh, this that crazy stuff. at this stage yeah. is pretty much out the window. But at at Force Awakens time, you're like, they're building the canon from the ground up. They can actually architect this so that the expanded canon ties seamlessly into the movies and all this stuff. And that can really work. And then that, by this time, you're like, no, they, they just reset the board and we're back. We're back to that point of if they don't like something in the canon, then the movies have the right to sort of throw it out. And there wasn't, there weren't hints in that expanded literature of what we could expect to see. Now that the whole thing's over, like there are a few things that you and I talked about, like oh, they did, they've been hitting the the unknown regions really hard, and we think that has to be a big part of what they're doing. And that that turned out to be true. Little things well, like that uh, did well, play into it. Right, and I think what is funny though, what I was just saying is that we have, so we went lore, heavy lore canon stuff into the Last Jedi, and it was like a two day long character piece about philosophy of the Jedi yeah. and stuff. You're like, and that we happened that. like two we're days like, after the first crap. movie, so it, yeah, it we're was like, less holy like crap. an episode and more like a tiny pocket. Although it had a and, lot of really important stuff in it, it wasn't right. It, no, no, I get it, but then, but then it was funny because then I felt like this time we tried to hedge our bets, so we're like. Okay, we talked a lot about philosophy and Jedi and Brad Gray Jedi and all that stuff going into this. Then also we said, because we just heard rumors, we're like, I think it might be really like lore and heavy, like really deep, like Clone Wars type lore heavy. And it's funny because then you also, what I realized with Ryan Johnson, who actually, it turns out, I think, worked with the story group more than JJ did, his parent after this one too, that they's like, they don't care about that canon stuff as much as they just care about the movie they're making, like you just said. You're like, hey, yeah, of course, why do we even think they dive into it? Or, or at least, like, 
into the details of what we're talking about, you know? Because this one plays, I think, plays a lot of lip service to that stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's like this stuff. It's in the background. See it? You're like, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and in but, ways that, in some ways, I think it mines ideas from some of the, the, the poorer places in the expanded right. universe that they could have drawn from. But, I don't know, we can talk about that a little bit more when we get into the, the meta side of things. But, right. But yeah, that's interesting to see this this is such an interesting experiment because we knew going into it that they just wanted to have a trilogy and at first it was a trilogy of three movies that were going to be done by three different sort of auteur visions and three different directors and they were working together to have some semblance of continuity they were using the same set of characters they had a basic concept of where that story was going to go but each individual director was going to get their opportunity to play with it in their own special way and to the side of that they were building a peripheral expanded universe to go along with all of that and sort of be cohesive and we thought of it in terms of like Marvel where like well you got a story group and they're calling the shots on stuff and yeah they're saying yay or nay the things that can happen or not or at least integrating it and yeah they're working and together jj yeah. abrams has more say as to what he wants to bring into it than you know dave filoni does doing Scott. rebels but at the same time that's the same group that's that's okaying all this stuff and therefore to some degree even the peripheral stuff like the expanded stuff is all going to not be spoken through the same voice but all speaking towards the same basic concept of the story structure and that's why right. we thought we're we know they're not going to give away things in these books that are not going to be revealed in the movies but well, these books give us hints <laughs> as to some stuff and here's a here's a thing that I'll, I will eat crow a little bit on this. There are other people who maybe hated Last Jedi, and then we here's a point I always defended, and I have to like elite crow a little bit and modify it, <laughs> which is people like uh, I just have to out of full transparency. Like anybody listens to go, hey, well you guys, everybody complained about Last Jedi. It's like it's so stupid they get just another person to come on and do whatever they want to. I was like, yes, because that's what the other ones did, and that's how it all works. That's how creativity works because. George didn't know him until he came out with them the next one. You know what I mean? People didn't know. I mean, that's how they're not going to Breaking Bad famously wrote themselves in the corner and they didn't know. And that show feels like clockwork in the end. So creative people, that's how the process works. You don't understand it comes from somewhere higher power, you know, whatever it comes from. It comes and if you write, good writers can write themselves into corners and then like that's for miraculous ways to come out of it. Come. And Marvel may have that, spoiled everybody in terms of how you do a shared universe because nobody but Marvel has ever really been able to fully do that where everybody has their directorial vision somehow that can come out but there's like you said a template that we can continue to enforce where the brand is consistent but we can still have these sort of individual flavors and, and color palettes that come through for particular movies and I think that spoiled everybody because you thought well they can do that with with Star Wars like maybe oh, and I still think they could have my only problem is and I think this is the problem with like let's look at it like improv right because they have the, the, the most two uncharitable titles I had at the beginning right after my first viewing is be like one episode nine a fever dream that's what it felt like to me the first time and the other one was bad improv in a way because I felt like you can do improv where I go I come up with something hey you add to it another person adds to it but the problem is if you come up with something and you got this whole thing and then I come up with something and it goes back to you well, you're not going to come with something new. You're kind of going to go, well, I already had these ideas. It's like Michael Scott, Michael <laughs> Improver keeps pulling out a gun, you know? <laughs> Everything changes. He's like, 
But has it, he's like, stop pulling out a gun. And then that's how he whispered. He's like, what do you whisper to? He's like, I have a gun in my pocket. He's like, because you're going to want to keep pulling out that gun because that was your original idea. They made you put away. You know what I mean? There's a perfect so, moment in that. In It's also a Ricky Gervais thing, but yeah. but that Life is Short, the the Work Davis show that yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wanted to say Qui-Gon Jinn, but Liam Neeson comes in and he wants to learn how to do improvisational comedy. So they're doing like a little back and forth and he's like, all right, well, this is, you know, you're coming to the doctor and, and you're upset about something and like, okay. And then he comes in the first thing he says, he's like, oh, I feel terrible doctor. And he's like, well, that's not what you told me yesterday. And he's like, well, see now you're changing it. And that's a backstory yeah. we haven't agreed upon. It's like the two lines into the improv is like, yeah, but this is how improv works. And I, I provide an element and you run with it. Like we don't agree beforehand on the story because then it wouldn't be improv. We'd be writing a script beforehand. Yeah. And that's the thing about this is that I think, and again, I would keep reminding everybody, this is all going to be paused at the end. Cause I do think most everything can be justified as a Star Wars fan canon wise. Let me just put that off the bat. Uh, well, I, I, alert. I honestly think that most of the things that bother people are don't have anything to do with in story trouble, I'm, but I think we yeah, do need to I'm cover talking that about though, just, in terms of satisfaction I, for, for them think, in the movie. Right. I, but I do think we'll talk about that later. I think we'll get to it. I think it's great. But from just the first watching as like a film, you know, as we're watching these, it's like, I want this to be an empire or what a last Jedi was. We get one of those every once in a while. That's like, this is better than this series. I love Star Wars, but you know, this is even better than what this is supposed to be, right? This is a film about something and it means something like, and then watching some of these things, I was like, okay, I get what you're doing here. I say, but it's like, it's like the, let's bring like the Knights of Ren, they didn't do things. It's just. Bring him back in for you know, yeah. that's that's the bad improv thing. I was like, well, I didn't get a chance to do him. I was like, yeah, but the point of this is like we're cutting and we're moving on, and so we have to keep cutting and like yes, ending to right. Yeah, know? if you don't have Something's anything like, to the to for those to guys it, to do, then, then why bring him back in? Yeah, it's like because then it makes like, it seem like you really didn't have any ideas. And I I will say that this one. I think where he probably hurt himself creatively the most in this was exactly that. Not in the ways that he chose to deviate from what had been established in The Last Jedi, but he clearly had a bunch of ideas. Yeah, and, and that's they what wanted my to get them all out. And, and, yeah, and my biggest thing also isn't what he did, even we'll get to the Palpatine of it all and everything. Yeah, we'll get to that. It's almost the execution. Like, I feel like... And this is why I love Greg, and Greg will probably be in one of these episodes, and I saw his review on Facebook, and I knew he'd probably like it, because it's like, you know, it brings... But he said one thing, and I was like, what are you talking about? Because my biggest problem with this movie the first time, really almost the only problem I can't couldn't forgive, and it got better the second time, well, the second time I saw it in 40X, which is like a amusement park ride, and made it a lot more fun, is that... This movie felt like it was like a 30 second scene, 30 second scene, 30. And Greg and this thing goes, he finally slowed down his frenetic pace. I was like, are you nuts? I said, what are you talking about? Slow down his frenetic pace. <laughs> like, I agree with you. I, I, get, I get that he likes me. It's totally valid. And I love you, Greg. I'm just, that part didn't make sense to me because I was like, I, that was my biggest issue watching it the first time was, I was like, it felt like just, and I don't know if we're trying to analyze it as it goes forward, and that's just a ball, part of the problem too, but it felt like boom, well, boom, I boom, think boom. Some people and there's like four fake it, deaths or five fake deaths. You're like boom, boom, boom. I was like, well, what the, two like, things there. One is one of the one of the criticisms that I had coming out of the movie, and one that that I heard people bring up as well was 
it was so fast paced because you just sort of tried to work in a, a part eight of your own <laughs> leading into this part nine instead of instead of addressing the last Jedi you're just like well let's just quickly come up with our own version of part eight and that'll lead into this and it and obviously that creates pacing issues the other though pacing issues create that problem where it's like oh we think this guy's dead oh in the next scene we realize he's alive it's like just because the story doesn't have time for any moment to properly breathe and that's the thing about it is too i think the idea saved him that's why this is gonna be fine canon wise and because and even the ideas that people think, oh, this is just big fu to run. I don't think they are. I just think the execution feels like they are. Yeah, and so I want to go over that point for and point so because fast, but even, I can see where those it, come from. But I disagree that there was any good. intent to that. Right, and he gets saved by good ideas. And I'll just mention this one because it's kind of one of the end. And we can get to it later too. But like, just the idea of you know Finn's and friend Jana and these things of stormtroopers that start give. That's like a whole. That could they could have been the big helper for the whole half of the movie that's a whole movie well that might like, have been great if you introduced that concept <laughs> i know but in another but movie you see what i'm saying i was like that's a great idea and i was like oh my god that feels like something too we're not even getting it because it feels like a lot of and i this is what i listened to the kevin smith thing where they do like the fat man beyond him and mark Bernard, and he's like writer and every now and then they come up somebody one of their other writer friends came up with fixes for scenes that kind of pointed toward the plot of this because it felt like not just that there was too much and too many good ideas but they're too many good ideas that feel like they're shooting off in another direction and not towards the plot of this. Like, yeah, for instance, like just that real quick. may end up being its own novel or something, but right. it doesn't have but any real, place here. Yeah, like that scene with Jana and them talking. One, this is like, we're gonna get, when it's going to get a little, how would you done it? But when they say, hey, you know, why did you guys turn? She's like, I don't know. It's just like, and he goes, like a feeling. Like, we get that he's getting so far. But if she just said, because we heard of you. Yeah, would that, that, have been that would go. That's one line. It would have made the theme of the movie so more solid. Everybody having that theme of we're not alone, and yeah, that is a good. It's note. Actually, that that was most of my problem. Most of this stuff, it felt like you could say it's fan service, but I almost don't think it's fan servicey enough. Because I don't think I feel this gets that ten stuff. I think there's like some check boxes being checked, but they're not getting into the deep. Not one moment at the end of that battle or in that last scene do they say, let's do this for Han, Luke, and Liam. Or something like yeah. that. Because that would have been fan server. But that would have been whole cry. That was mostly my problem with this movie. Like, just saying, I let it wash over me and I try not to be judgmental. Like I said, I was trying to avoid people asking me about it the first time because I know I'm going to have... I didn't get emotional well, that much. I didn't get. I get so try like watching Last Jedi and stuff. I got emotional when when Chewie breaks down with Leia. Yeah, that's such a there good. Are, there are two or three but scenes that, that I got, that I that I got emotional the second time movie, more. Though. At the end again, I got. I did, but the first time, some of that is just like, okay, like I it, it, and it was just an honest reaction. It wasn't like I was trying to analyze it. I was just like, I want to. I want to cry. Damn it, give me something to cry about. But if you just said. Let's do this for the three of those guys, you know? I was like, oh, God, that's they're all dead now, and that's the thing. Let's, let's, there was none of that. And speaking it kind of, felt, of your fin point is interesting, though, because that does kind of come from the compartmentalized way that they're making these movies because one valid criticism potentially in The Last Jedi is you had these sort of arcs for Finn and Poe right. that seemed incomplete, so... Ryan Johnson kind of took those same arcs and he put them through those same arcs in a in a more complete and more sophisticated way but there was still a repetition of the arcs that should have been completed for those two characters in the first movie right 
And so when you have J.J. Abrams coming back, he's acknowledging that that movie happened, but... But they're both doing the same type of thing. He's not a very good improv partner because he can't just take your idea and run with it. He's got to reprocess it in his own creative space. So then you don't have those those characters saying, we heard of you, because Finn's still in that sort of position where we're not acknowledging that he's already grown in that way. I mean, in the story place, he seems to have grown in, in that to that position, but the character doesn't seem very different, and they don't acknowledge him as being very different. So. Well, and they and they don't, and that's the thing too is that they because they, they mention that and that reverence they might have for Finn. That's what he did. He touched on that in Last Jedi, where she's like, "Oh my God, you're famous," and that's what I remember was when they mentioned this in that Kevin Smith podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, that is a that's a tiny writing detail, and you get that in novels all the time, and that's why sequels are fun in novels because one, you have a back and forth of repartee, and they do have that in this. We're like, where were you? You know, they're all fighting and stuff. Yeah, I, that's lo- great. I thought the character dynamics but were really fun. They were great, but they, we didn't get any of that. Remember when Luke walks into that battle plan after he comes back from Yoda dying, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's Luke Skywalker." There's this reverence and this thing that they have for those three people because they're heroes. And this is like, I know this is like a ragtag thing. You just never get that here. It doesn't feel like they've changed any from the first one and like their status. He's like, yeah, you're a general now. I'm like, okay. But you don't, it, there's a difference in, that's why the Last Jedi to me was, I mean, the Return of the Jedi was fun when I was a kid because like, it looks a badass. Everybody's treating him like a badass. This is like totally different. He's different. It's another and part Finn, where and they those suffer did it. from Finn played the way that they did the story this. structure for those yeah, characters Finn, because yeah. in Return of the Jedi, when they're all flying out, over the Sarlacc pit, they're having a conversation like they've been through a bunch of stuff you, together, right. and you and like, feel oh, that you're gonna die here. They, you feel the bond, and you feel yeah, they and they have. And been JJ's great at that. JJ's great at that. They were in, in together this. in in Star Wars, those three characters through a good part of the movie, and they completed their arcs together in the movie. And then Empire, they began together and were separated by circumstance, but they come back together at the end. Excuse me. But they come back together at the end, and the separation of Han being away from them is an important part of the story. It's not just right. it's not just a contrivance that they're all doing different things. So that becomes a part of their story, too. Plus, there's a lot of time between each one of these adventures where but they even reference other adventures that happen in between. So yeah. that by the time the, we're at the end... That bounty hunter we ran to in Florida. So yeah, all that stuff all is that contributes. part of it. And plus, yeah. they had an expanded canon. This is something that this this trilogy doesn't enjoy as much. Disney is focused on stuff that wasn't related to this trilogy because they didn't want to give anything away. They didn't want to plan in that space to limit the, the films. But because of that, we don't have any expanded universe adventures that we as an audience inherently have seen them all together doing. Right. There's nothing. So they were n- never in the first film. Are they all together in the same space? They're completely separated from each other in the second film. And now the third film takes place a few years after the first two movies, but the first two movies happen right together. So they try, and he does a pretty good job at in the opening of this movie, showing them together and showing them have a, 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 mission, a rapport yeah. with each other so that you know that... That, that that dynamic exists but it, 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 one way because of the way they structured this trilogy it's not progressive enough well the, but the the characters aren't driving the plot as enough as it needs to be like what I was thinking about this 
if you think about the beginning, it's great. It's popcorn. We love it. All, one thing being said, acting is amazing in this movie. All those guys, those four or five mains are great. Yeah, and they amazing. sell it. The movie works for me when Adam I watch Driver it. Driver might be too good of an actor for these movies, by the way. He's so amazing and all this stuff. He's great. But, I, but for instance, Poe and Finn and then Finn is acting like he's more important now, like he's responsible. But the Poe coming back, he gets on to her about saying, what are you doing here, training for what? I was like, well, you know what she's training for. She's training to take on Kylo. That's an easy answer. Yeah, because he's not only the, like a super Sith guy, but he's now the supreme leader yeah. of the First Order. It's more important than ever. That's another thing yeah. that they acknowledged in the first trilogy. Everyone knew the importance of Luke Skywalker and his Force ability because he was the only response right. to Darth Vader. Well, that, but that's the problem with those that Finn and all of them have no... There's no theme or thematic stuff going on with him at all. Like, Poe gets a little bit down later on. like, I don't know if I can do it without her. But you kind of already went through that, Poe, right? He already went through that trial becoming sort of like a leader. And maybe the leader thing now is that he has to give that up altogether. He's getting on her for not being out there. It's like, Poe, maybe you need to be here because you need to lead all these people. You don't need to be the first. You know what I mean? Like, all those there's yeah, some that things probably that should have been more, more the conflict that they were dealing with. They just didn't have any conflict. That's my point. Like, Finn and then they're just going these things with them. That's great. But those characters, as much as, like, everybody's, like, celebrating. I'm so glad Last Jedi they pushed him aside. I was like, yeah, but they actually are doing character things. I mean, you might not have liked it, but their arcs had points to them. And it might not have been as, like, the Canto by. It's not as fun, but it was it was trying. It was All it was was a Finn arc. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like, that's why it was kind of annoying, because it wasn't even actually entertaining. But all it was was a Finn arc. Whereas this one, they're just there with her. And she has one that comes in because it's weird <laughs> because of like the Palpatine thing, but it's like it, it just you know what I mean. Like there wasn't a lot of like I mean Kylo's solid as ever because he's got the same arc and he's just kind of flipping back and forth. They kind of worked with him. Yeah, he's like, like well, the through line of the whole thing because we've yeah. kind of always known he's what they the needed most to solid. do with Kylo. Yeah, and you always know what he's thinking, and you know what he feels like. Like even the way, even it's just frenetic and fever dream. It starts a goddamn montage and not like a normal. That's what I'll well, say too. We've got to work in a part two real quick. Well, that's what I. That's what I will say. It felt frenetic, and the the thing that I, you know, people we said we found this out, and I didn't find this out to this movie. We're like, oh, we didn't realize what Star Wars was to some people. They wanted lightsabers and, you know, Star Wars being pulled down by the Skywalker, and I didn't care about that. But what I do care about in a Star Wars movie is these nice, quiet moments of kind of wonder that this movie doesn't have. And a lot of times I'd come to the beginning or a lot of times like we had it in Force Awakens with her and then all of that, you know what I mean? We had it in Last Jedi, of course. But these like contemplative moments where you're like, oh, this is beautiful. This is like something. It feels the opera, the space opera part of the space. Part, you know what I mean? It feels mm-hmm. even the prequels had them. Come on. Let me tell you. The prequels had it. Put it on mute. It has them. <laughs> it has moments like that. And this has the thing at the end, but it's so fast, too. It's like, this is another thing. We're checking this box at the end. Yeah, the back here is 10 seconds. Blah, 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 blah. And we're done. Well, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's it's the like, biggest problem. Yeah, there's just you know, too many like, things we're trying to do. I want a moment to, to breathe to and have, like, the moment where, like, they had that Kajimi scene with Babu Freak. who's like, great, by the way. And Babu Freak. Well, that but, like, stuff all that, is what J.J. That in the is middle, really good at. Yeah. I but mean, that, that scene, kind of stuff. if you look at it, that's the only scene they sit down for 10 minutes. And I turned to Zach, who watched it, like, that was the best scene in this so far. Because everybody stopped moving. And we just talked while what we're doing next, because before that, I get it. It's like a Goonies, Indiana Jones. But it's really like Finn or Ray going... I mean, it's this because when I blah, 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 okay, I'm going. And they're like, where are you going? Like, we're chasing you. I was like, whoa, what's happening? Well, There's no the mystery to the plot. You know, th- it's like. They, had a, they could have had a more elegant uh, connective thread 
because there are too many. They keep swapping out MacGuffins. And, right. and that's, that's the real I mean. problem. It's... Like at the beginning, we're looking for a spy. Why? It doesn't matter to the story at all that there's a spy or who he is. <laughs> yeah. You can remove that spy thing because what's important is that they're already they're already looking for something. They already know right. the deal with the emperor, and that's what they're searching for. They don't well, have to no be mystery, looking yeah. for a spy to find a knife to find well, a thing. Like. Honestly, you and I said it, like, when we saw the trailer, we're like, well, I think they'll find a thing where they have to sort of unearth the spirit of Palpatine, and that's when they go back to Death Star planets, like, bam, easy writing. Well, <laughs> but, but then they're like, that's no, part that's, of this. Like, that's nine MacGuffins off from what we're right. going to do well, in the movie. But, or, or it's the opposite, because remember, part of those Thrawn books is that we've heard that there's these things, there's these weapons. I mean, of course, the Thrawn finds it immediately, but also like with the Katana fleet, it's like this mysterious myth thing. Does that even exist? And the other side's trying to get control of it. And it's like this thing that creates, because what happens when you slow down, not just the moments of wonder, but when you slow down and we're all talking about a plot and a plan, like Joss Whedon scene does great meeting scenes, right? He does great. Uh, everybody's sitting around mm-hmm. talking about what they're gonna do next. You can create this mystery. That's where the Goonies thing happens because they're in the attic and the music starts playing. It's like, this is the legend of one. I'd like, <laughs> you can have these like, oh shit, this is fun. I'm interested in what this journey is going to be now. And you could have like, this is this mysterious, you know, Katana fleet. It's a thousand Star Destroyers. And nope, first minute, blah, bring them all up. Blah. It's like, whoa, whoa. It's like, here's the they're problem. They're just like hitting, they're hit, they have it on the gas immediately. I'm like, Ugh. the alternate second act of this that is introduced at the beginning of episode nine is some kind of what we're talking about some kind of mysterious threat from the unknown regions like kylo is investigating on his own because it's a threat to him because he doesn't want to sit the rise and the rest of them are just trying to find out what's happening and the big reveal at the end of that movie is that the emperor is alive and he has a super fleet yeah it's a mystery he's but we don't get none of those reveals because they want their story to start where all of that is already established, so they just jam all this exposition <laughs> in. Real quick, one side stop, one side. Also, you can tell JJ doesn't care about the canon at all. It's like, that's a Sith holocron. And he, he saw like a thing, he's like, We'll use that. We'll just call it, it a wayfinder. Just call wayfinder, it a holocron, man. Yeah, I know, because that's what it is. It's like they, it looks I exactly think, I think, like a holocron. You're totally right. They don't have enough power of that story group to go, this is a holocron. So if you're going to use this, it's got to mean something, or you change what it looks like. I will tell because you, that's a holocron. I'll tell you the whole problem with, with <laughs> where that comes from is because the well, you think, oh, Star Wars is a story group, but back in Lucas's time when he was still running things the whole purpose of that story group was originally to created shit. to <laughs> just tell the expanded universe authors and to help him remember shit what he they can do, do. Right? Most, like, they yeah. keep continuity between comic books and novels and sometimes video games and all that kind of bullshit but but George Lucas I mean by the hierarchy of canon that they maintained if George Lucas did whatever he wanted to do and if it contradicted that then that's tough there was no story council right. that he consulted everything was maintaining a database and he literally would say in interviews, you know, if I just want to know the name of a planet or something, I'll look at that database. <laughs> like it's, it's well, they've already done it. They still do it now maintain. too. Like right, they've already done it to the Holdo thing because they're saying that that happened because the shields were a certain way. It's like experimental shields that Radis had and all this other shit. It's like that's why it's a one in a million thing. Because and that's just fine. I like that little bits of stuff because it makes you know, like say they explained it. Well, but again, that's the story group could have told you they would just park an interdictor there and you can't go to light speed. Right. Which is exactly what they should have been doing in all this stuff. 
Like that would have like you don't have to invent something new. Those have existed the whole time and what it does now i don't know i don't want to get too legalistic in it but they've decided that since han was able to go to light speed within the cargo bay of his ship then you must be able to go to light speed within a gravity well anywhere at any time like in that that's one what, sequence he just starts going to hyperspeed <laughs> and coming up in atmosphere it's like you can't do that that's my friend I know it's that, fake yeah, physics, exactly. but there is a fake physics to it watching this he's like they're getting way too liberal with this jump to light because it's like when they yeah he's like you can't in it all at once in a movie have the logic of going, we need to have somebody explain that a Holder mover can't happen because of this and all these other, we're trying to explain Last Jedi stuff. And then also introduce light speed skipping, which you don't explain what the hell that is. And it doesn't, and it goes antithetical to the first moment we're introduced to light speed, which is like, you know, you got it like Han of all people. It's like, you got to calculate this stuff. You know, like, so it's like, it's a weird Okay, like that's where it's like that's where they get a little too fast and loose with like, hey, hey JJ, you gotta listen to these people a little bit. Come on, it's like, well, that's always been. I I kind of forgave that kind of stuff because that's always been my criticism of him is that he's just all about it being so fast. He doesn't really care. And I don't mind that otherwise because Force Awakens to the story. Well, but of that, it. that's what I'm saying. Force Awakens though had just a great characters, these great structure theme themes for each character, and then the heart was there. Whereas this one, it's like. We're not really interested in telling a story. We're interested in, like, hitting plots. You know what I mean? Like, that's more what this was. And it was like, at least that's what it felt like. I can dig plots out of it again. This is going to end up being positive. But <laughs> the first watch is just like, bam, 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 bam. It was like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Whoa, Chewie's dead. Whoa, no, he's not dead. I was like, here's the thing. Let's talk about that, for instance. <laughs> when is, why do we do this in movies? Because this is one of those things might have been, like, an old, like, William Goldman thing or something. It's like, hey, you always got to have this. It, this might be an old TV thing. Is a fake out death ever satisfying? Not a fake no. out like almost dead, like Baby Yoda almost dying a couple times. You're like, uh, no, it's digital. Oh, no, they shot him. Well, okay, the, that it works. Work this is like if it had a narrative purpose. The problem is, yeah. like, this is a purpose. If we're gonna how we would have done it, although we're not because we're just talking I'm just about one this story question, point. Because there's like the reason, five of them in this. Yeah, this feels like it's a, an artifact from an origin from an earlier draft because it doesn't work here. The idea that Ray believes that using her power has caused the death of Chewbacca, it it fills her with doubt. It, it it fills her with fear and it's it's what you want because you're trying to figure out after, after all this instruction she's gotten all this discipline and all this what what will it take like well thinking she's she's killed Chewbacca or if you really want to be bold having actually killed Chewbacca <laughs> like but if you don't want to go that far then at least stretch it out this is the last movie it could be that Chewbacca is dead but it, right. it's five minutes of screen time, and we find out. And she or it could be that 3PO out. actually loses his memory, and that's part of the thing. Yeah, and... Why not? We <laughs> That at least goes on longer, but they say that R2 has backup of his memory before they even do the damn thing. Dude, I know. It's like, Jesus, like, guys. Why it's do like, you have just, to... Are they, was that worried about people going, no, no, don't? I was like, no, just why, do yeah, it. Then why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to spare the audience from the drama of that moment, why are you including it in the narrative? Because it's only there to 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 provide benefit and value. Like if you want everyone to think Chewbacca is dead, that's great. Especially if Ray thinks Chewbacca is dead, that's great. Well, well the problem is too is that there's scenes, then right after that they process it a little bit, and then me and the next scene we see Chewbacca is alive. On the ship, yeah. they don't know it yet, but then they and then find she out, finds out like, almost immediately. It's like after that, but so that's what, <laughs> the movie comes down to that little bit of like, 
they do this like in like a five minute span they get to a place they find some kind of knife thing they find lando pops out of nowhere <laughs> like he goes hey i'm right here blah 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 he, they do it they movie. get in a chase they do the stuff they fall in this one little patch of chris i was like i saw that i was like come on guys that's the first time i was like do we need a little action beat here for the sand? Thing? I was like, oh my god, this movie. Well, what's funny to like... me about that Lando scene is I love that Lando is there because they establish a lot of things right away. Like Lando's there, he's sense. active, he's Second doing stuff. Time, he yes. even says like, and and I'm when looking you're for like, my kid, oh, right. what's Luke been doing this whole time? I was like, well, Luke and I were actually on this whole other adventure that there will be the a novel about. See. Like, oh, good, and you know, <laughs> but again. You took all that time to throw us another Lando Luke adventure, but you didn't take any of that time to give us any substantive backstory of the principal characters in the film. Like, we still don't know any more about what Ray, Poe, and Finn have been doing, and they're supposedly right. friends together. Because there's a big moment at the end, and, it, and it's a good emotional moment where they all lived and they all hug, and they're all happy. But we don't well, get well, enough time well, to see why they why they care. Well, that ties into everything. You got to have Maz Kanata there in the base because she's there to give all the orders, right? Because Leia, like, she takes a bit of that role. Well, uh, Rose Rose says since, I have to stay here to do blah blah blah. Since we have brought <laughs> this in, let's let's cover let's cover the Rose thing now. Yeah, the Rose thing. If you're gonna do that with Rose, Rose is fine. I, I like that. I like because she's not. She was never an adventurer. She's a repair. She's part of this tech team. That's what she does. She's like, I'm here to do this. Why do you give every one of her lines to Dominic Monaghan then? Exactly. <laughs> like, He's there for no purpose. If she said this is my plan, that she came up with a plan. This is what the Sith technology is. This is what you know. I know about this because I'm a tech person. He. I don't even know who he is, and he knows everything. He gives like he has more lines. Than she this is the biggest problem with what those guys are doing because <laughs> I, they, I fully believe they mean no harm when this yeah, stuff I don't comes. think it's I like, just think that there is a party a and that's what the movie feels effort like effort to not have Rose do something but at the same time because Chris Terrio came in and he said well our idea was that she was going to be sort of the Leia surrogate because you know they right. they, they had to take random lines that Leia had said and make them mean more than they really mean so somebody has to be there to repeat what Leia says in a more meaningful right. context right. but and then he says that's why some of her scenes got cut because some of the Leia stuff they couldn't make it work the effects but like that you said sense. that being true why are there so many other characters who are fully introduced in this movie? Like Dominic Monaghan is just there saying things. Who are you? <laughs> He's in the first scene Why with the are Resistance. Why you here in our movie? When the Palpatine thing comes in, they're like, yeah, Sith, cloning, Sith things, only the things the Sith know. I was like, who are you, man? It's like Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, just a guy. For you, man. It's like just snickering in the corner. I was like, <laughs> I, get that to Rose. Because if you give her that authority and that knowledge, that makes her, she didn't have to go fight. And well, they put her fighting in the end. I was like, she didn't need to do that. And it under she just needs to be the smart. That she, like, her scenes are cut because there's not enough time to include all this stuff in the movie, and then there's just a guy there saying he's stuff fine. That I could like Donnie my hand a lot. I do too. If you've been it's, there before, it'd been great. But we it's don't like, have any more spots, so everyone doesn't I get, get Carrie to play. Russell, like when Carrie Russell's a great character because you, she brings up Poe stuff, which kind of negates his comic right. book thing, which means they don't care about canon at all either. Well, but like, I, I've got some <laughs> notes on that as well. But yeah, her character well, at least that, but, but is, she means something. She's a toy she's a future. If nothing else. Like she's an action figure in a helmet. I get why she's there. Well, but she's also a past and a future for Poe too. Like, I, I like that a little bit of 
of like, well, you know, they could be again. Obviously, she had feelings for him. It was an emotional thing and not a, you know, just a yeah. crew betrayal. So I was I like, get to some of that, but. But yeah, she certainly serves a narrative purpose, whereas but that character, is like, anybody could have said that character. I mean, we already line. have Snap. We already have Snap doing that and he's stuff. There like, and he's there thing. And I'd like and Snap like, him... because we always already saw him in another movie. So I yeah, like. Yeah, he's fine. He's in the. He's actually Snap's actually more involved in the expanded canon than anybody else in this trilogy. I know. He's and had like more somebody... screen time. I know. And so that's what's funny about this thing is that every scene, Don Morgan just walks through and explains something and walks away. Way. I was like, <laughs> it was like, did you ever see the Brain Candy, the Kids in the Hall movie? Yeah. Well, I don't remember that much. I've seen it before. It's it's pretty old, but but Dave Foley had just started working on other stuff, so he had very little time to work on the movie with them. He didn't play many scenes, but they would try to fit him where he could, and, and they would have the scene where the scientists were all talking, and he'd just show up in the doorway going, "We did it, guys! Great!" And like, who are you? <laughs> just a guy. Yeah. And that's like I just think of Donald it's just just a guy. It's like finally we're gonna stop the emperor. It's like who are you to, talking right now? And since when are we fighting the emperor? This this is it's a just, lot of yeah. information. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it feels like it's just so much. It feels and and Oscar Isaac. I swear he's doing his best job. He's great. I love I love Oscar Isaac and all everything he's in. But that first scene, there's just stuff. These lines don't sound natural coming out. And I was like, maybe it's because the plot's not justifying these yet. Because he's like, it's true. The Palpatine, the Emperor found a way to come back. Well, that's because like, they just have okay. to hammer that point like, home Jesus before Christ. the audience has a chance. I, I was like, can we spent up the marketing letting us know because they, I don't know. It would have been better to have it be a reveal near the end of this movie instead of to just say it at the beginning. Well, but what if they, but I even don't mind. I love I do love those first lines in the crawl. The dead speak. I love that. But what if that was just like an exclamation saying, hey, the dead speak. There's this mysterious thing that some people are saying, Zimper. We don't know. It's a mysterious yeah, we're signal. we're investigating that. Nope. Boom. In the crawl, they spoil it. They go, it's, oh, he's back, apparently. It's definitely like, for real, the Emperor. And then <laughs> in the very like, first scene, <laughs> like, the, I don't mind this Kylo scene, but there are some problems with it at the very beginning when he's questing. Because, first of all, I'd love to see Kylo on that quest. That does look like a movie I'd like to see. He expand that out. And he's and on have that, and, and you find out afterwards that he's on Mustafar fighting the Guardians of Vader's castle. And we have yeah. to read that later. Like, how is that not the whole movie? That's amazing sounding to me. I don't know why you didn't just have him and Ray storming I'm used that to castle every Star on Wars Mustafar. Movie, yeah. Plus, usually starts with a little bit of quiet, and I like it like that. Those guys look exactly like the guys that the Knights of Ren fight in Ray's vision and Force Awakens. Yeah, with the big helmet things. What, yeah. what a big payoff that would be if you would just take a little time with that. But instead, Maybe that's, what that's I meant. done yeah. during what would normally be the open credit sequence in a normal movie. And then he gets to the thing, and in like three lines of dialogue spoken by three different actors, the Emperor just tells him, I'm Snoke and Darth Vader. And he's just kind of in the, he's just he's in the corner of the room, too. I was like, well, this is very unclimatic. This is like, weird. It's unclimatic. It's like... <laughs> and I was like, I mean, the Snoke thing... Him being a clone, yeah, I get it. It's I don't cool. have a problem with that. But it's like I don't have a problem with any of it story-wise. Yeah, it's, it's just the pacing it's execution-wise. It. Yeah, that's just what the I mean, delivery. Just I mean, like, shouldn't he come in there like and him be like, what if they like had him be on that throne? And he's like, oh my god, what is it? Like, like that would have been. You need to if that's gonna happen, it needs to be like. It's just like he finds him in his lab somewhere, and he's in the corner eating a sandwich, and he's like, I am back <laughs> yeah. here. And we're oh, like, but now that you found me, like, I'm every voice you've ever heard. 
and then it just jumps to something else. I'm like, okay, that's a lot to swallow right away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We cut to the I resistance and it. they already know it. So it's, but this that, movie but counted thing, on the marketing to, to give us half the backstory so that well, we would know walking in. But the problem is the thing that I talk about, like we say Deep Lori, when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, they're going to show the snow, going to show all the cloning. They don't explain any of it. They just have it in the background. He's like, Ben, he's got a jar full of Snoke. Can I know what? I know you had like a different contingency. Like, what? Which one was it though? I just kind of want to know now. I was like, and I know it might sound like the Snoke people, but I was like, the whole point of this is that like I just, it has to be like a mystery. And the reason it's a mystery and a reveal is because it seems improbable. <laughs> right, that you just come back or something would happen. Like Snoke, which is a character, who cares about what he is? That's your expectation. But Palpatine, that's built in expectation. We saw him blow up, which he, <laughs> he really did. Up. Like they yeah. explained that too. I really was dead, but I've had. I came back at an undisclosed point in time, and I've been running. Like, well, hold on, because you had a contingency. Because everyone said, well, what was Operation Cinder then? Because this was in like the video games too. And it was in the aftermath novels where it's like, but you told your people to blow up like everything, your planets, the empire and the rebellion together. If you were ever dead, like you'd think that that contingency would take into account that you had the ability to resurrect yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But those things are cool because they're an interesting thing. And if somebody discovered that and then if you had Kylo for the first 15 minutes discovering that, you know, and like. Huck's like, what are you doing? He's like, this is what I found. You know what I mean? I'm going after this. Whatever it is, it's like, let us be a part of that mystery because that makes it more interesting. When you're just dumping, like, boom, I'm back. It's like, it's like, it's like well, it's like a Freddy movie at this it's point. It's like, okay, orgy it's of like, exposition at the yeah, very beginning like, of the film. A film that already no, begins with a, a text crawl to let you know yeah, what's happening. The, yeah, there's just no subtlety. That That's really what I miss, this lack of just subtlety with this, like, hey, let's have a scene that's like... Because the Emperor right. looks like, so give it cool another in that scene. The Emperor is terrifying looking. That's He's, my point, he, though. Like what, what I said cool about use the of the Emperor. With this thing and with Finn thing, all these things, the thing, none of these are bad ideas. Give it another hour and spread these scenes out and give it a little bit of mystery to it. And I think this would have been... And I think it's fine because canon-wise this all works and we can talk about that. But... Just as an experience of watching it, not feeling I went on like this roller. I was like, whoa. It's, like, I think it's a feast for the expanded universe <laughs> as opposed to Last Jedi, which didn't give the expanded universe much to expand upon. Like this seems like it's nothing but Easter eggs that need to be fleshed out in separate stories. Well, yeah, it was nothing. There's no, but that's also sort of the problem with it. It I is the like, problem what a, with it. The, because everybody's like, what a great finale. It's like, what's finale of anything? She's a Skywalker. She's still a Jedi. Nothing's changed. What's, what finale, what is final yeah, about any of this? Yeah, because you're having her wrestle with the revelation explain, that she only just learned. Right, and you didn't explain how he came back, so I assume he can just come back, right? Why not? What makes him, what space magic makes it not possible now? I don't know. Yeah, because they blew I'm, up the uh, Sith home world. You, you so, show no. him getting blown up, but I saw him blow up before, so I have no idea. Also, it kind of negates Anakin's sacrifice when you just have him come back for no fucking reason. Either, too. It's like, okay. Like, they could you know what? That could have been thematically there. If you had another scene where they could sit down and talk about it, and they go, and Ray's like, uh, and of course, this could have been Leia, but maybe it could be somebody else with Maz. You're like, what happened? I was like, or to Luke, right? You go, 
but he did this. This means it means nothing what your dad did, what you did. It's like, no, that's what that's how life works. You know, it could have been a whole theme yeah, about that w- we actually keep fighting. Work if somebody had we just keep said, fighting. you know, it's, you, it, you know, they keep up. The greater battle. You're just trying yeah. to to do the right thing right now. And you're trying to do your part at that moment. It's a long defeat, like the elves and Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, you're the fighting darkness the long is defeat. always going to come back. Right. That's a, the one big thing. I think thematically they were fine on most everything. Like we're just talking about story stuff and I think thematically this is a fine ending for it and they did kind of what I thought they were going to do for the most part but uh, I do feel like this idea of the the darkness being a part of everything at all the time I, I feel like that that's something the Star Wars story as a whole is still kind of failing to communicate even though that well, is that's what it, that's it, what it, it renews is, itself though. and comes back every time so that's there as part of a cycle but no one ever accepts that on the whole, it's like, well, there's always going to be something like Palpatine. Some, well, that's the problem. There's always going to be a shadow to I know, the and light. Th- that's the thing. I mean, if you really want to, maybe that's why they just don't end it. I mean, this is where I'll get weird and corporate cynical or whatever. But it's like, everybody's talking about, it's like, well, maybe that'll be the new series, Jedi Academy. It's like, don't you know, if you start a Jedi Academy and you're just good in the same way they're good, you're going to have darkness rise up to meet it. It's the same thing as the other thing. The yeah. whole point of these movies should be bring is a Buddhist should be a Buddhist philosophy. These things are Eastern religion. It should be, let's bring these things together. Well, a couple of the videos into- that I saw had some neat points about the fact that at the end, like Ray finally does make her own lightsaber and it's yellow. Yeah, cause because that's like the, the Sentinel, Sentinel the Guardian yeah. ones are are yellow are balance, lightsabers, yeah. and they're all about the balance. They're scholar and a warrior thing, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which I think is kind of cool. They're not about just being the the space police. That's the thing about this: is they have these touches that are there. If we really just want to use our own head cannon, but none of this is addressed in the goddamn well, movie. That's unfortunately why like... for us. So this is what we're talking about because the people who are really into the story, canon, and lore are the ones who are doing the effects. Like, right. Like so, these little oh, yeah. artistic the effects are like, stuff, oh, right? this means a whole lot. But yes, J.J. Abrams is like, I don't, I don't know, space wizards. Yeah, we're talking about maybe Hera's going to be, no, she's not going to be in it because they're not going to show her because they don't know who she is. Like, they they know Ahsoka, and that was the cool, the one canon thing they did, they did add like Kanan and Ahsoka to yeah, that But I, I guess we can, thing. we can touch on it now too, but that, that scene in particular to me is probably the biggest missed opportunity of the movie because... Would it? Because honestly, in the theater, it should be should be visual, right? She's yes, yes, of course, it should have been because (laughs) I had to watch the videos afterwards to know who the hell was talking. Through the so it means nothing. If you'd had a live action version of of Ahsoka and 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 Freddie Prince Jr., you got a Freddie Prince Jr. play him. It would blow my mind. Amazing. And we had actually Hayden Christensen there too. Like, well, that's how you bring all that together. We said that in the predictions. You needed that. Like those two together, side by side. Yeah, that would have been great. It's oh, that would have been a great way to do. Absolutely needed Hayden Christensen to to appear. And with you and McGregor right there to each other now they're force ghosts and now they're friends now and all the stuff the that made it matter to, to not do that at baffles me because they yeah, put that scene it. there and understood the importance of those characters and I moment, almost believe that you can't that even been tell a what's happening in the movie well, when maybe, you watch it maybe the only thing I can think of is that was a reshoot like maybe they didn't have that moment because you remember how they said in The Force Awakens they're fighting and she, she gets he gets her against the cliff 
And he's like, you need to teach her. I can be the force. And she does that. That whole conversation mm-hmm. didn't exist when they shot it. She just got to that point, and then she just started fighting back, which is baffles me. That makes sense. And then they got there, and she's like, no, the force. And then she concentrates and then beats him. That was a reshoot. They did a bad robot. I wonder if this, like, maybe they had her crawling down. And people were just, because it works. It was like, hey, I'm just going to get up, you know. While you're doing that, and then fight back. I don't right? know. It felt it was to me it's like, that, that by itself was a wasted opportunity because if you're going to see that, it just feels like that, we're not going deep enough. It's like if you're going to go all the way, JJ. Let's go. Let's do fan yeah, this service. Is the last let's do one. it. Why are you? Yeah, it's like come on. Like let's show. Let's show, why aren't we showing Han as a force ghost too? Fuck it. Like you don't care about this canon. Let's do that. Well, I like show the, him as that. I like that they brought managed to bring Han back in a way that I would yeah. have said having a Han ghost is dumb but the way that they did it and had him return and yeah, like, try to make it ambiguous or whatever but I don't care it's, it's Han's well, let's talk ghost about it a second. you let's can finish. say what you yeah, want well, but I thought we'll it worked that really next. well the That's way they it. did that, that let's get to that let's finish what this scene is though this, so you're saying that I, just, I agree with you though that it all should just be visual you Absolutely should have those people standing behind been. her and it they had all the it, it was honestly sin. it was confusing and wasted because I couldn't hear everything everybody was saying or identify who was speaking Right. So it made no so difference. You hear Liam Neeson. So yeah, and it, you're, you're trying to work guess. out. Is like, are these? Is this new dialogue, or are they just playing, like old dialogue, like in a montage? I can't even tell. And then like the videos afterwards, people broke it down. Like, here's all the dialogue. It's like, well, that was pretty interesting. I didn't get that when I was watching the movie. So I'm sure the the thing is, you're wasn't getting any of that either. Because I love it. Because then if you're going to do this, and this again, and we get to this, the reveal of Palpatine thing, which is not a good execution. If you're going to do that, the Palpatine thing does work in the end because there is a poetry to it, right? You have the poetry of the Skywalker and Palpatine fighting. I get that. Yeah. But the fact that all these Jedi's helping this Palpatine girl. It's great. It's great. It's, I love the balance of that. It's a great thing because technically she shouldn't be a Jedi by all rights, right? But she is, and she's the most powerful Jedi. But it, it's and so weird somebody, for them to ascribe so, so much importance to bloodline there, which is well, you would thought you well, would, I, what they were getting I, away from. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm using my revisionist to say let's say that is the case. <laughs> Let's go in. If you're going to do that, let's go all the way then. And like, and then somebody, they said on the Kevin Smith thing, I was like, I agree with this. I don't I think um, Luke should have pulled star, those starter stories out of the sky or whatever they want him to do. She should have here. Why didn't she, you know what I mean? Like she's the Jedi. She is the apathist of a Jedi of this thing. The ultimate power. Do something crazy or do something like, I mean, she did as fine. She did her defense thing and it blew him away. And I was like, stop shooting lightning if it's blowing you away. Stop, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, stop hitting yeah, yourself. Yeah, I thought you would have learned this the last time. I was like, the lightning. <laughs> but, this is like the third time, Palpatine. I was like, yeah, don't do that, you dumb. But like, I guess I'll accept that because that is the way like that negative energy comes back like onto you is what, that, is what that symbolizes. So I'll accept it. There's some stuff at the ending you could have done that I felt like. You know, when you get into it, like I mentioned that Finn or anything earlier, you could have Finn come on the line. The whole point is they're getting to a broadcast station where he had broadcast the First Order troops and go, I used to be like you. And they had this huge mutiny of First Order troops. Wouldn't that have been crazy? Yeah, that that's would how, have been fun. I don't. I don't like how they Instead spend of all this time with him and these people. people. <laughs> I don't like how they spend all this time with him and all these movies and then her. It's like, look how human they are. Let's go kill all of them. I was like, they're <laughs> humans, though. You guys have established how human and, like, they, they they have no choice. They're little kids. They're babies. And now they're like, let's just get them all. Woohoo! And they're like, now more people are here to blow up the Star yeah. Stars. Like, Not Sith I Troopers, you guys though. Said Sith Troopers are different. 
Yeah, but there are some people on those other ones. That's what I'm saying. What if those guys that are mutinied against, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, that's, that's the problem. It's introduced all. by oh. Force Awakens, but but like, yeah. but you're right. If we're saying it's like a one in a billion chance that let someone this would turn out work. like Finn because they're so heavily indoctrinated. And why is it worth it for him to risk his life just to shoot a gun? Like, no, it's worth you to risk your life to get to this thing because only you can deliver that message right now. Right. And that's why they said that somebody was there's just there's not a, like an emotional heartbeat to a lot of these things that are happening. Like somebody mentioned, what if Mark Bernardo on that show, too, did a great idea. It's like, what if when the the problem with the thing comes in and it should be this great one. Again, the second time I watched it, I'm just enjoying it. I'm like, this is fun, whatever. But Lando comes back and when he says there's more of us is great. And Star Wars things are all the ships. Great. Yeah, it's a good moment. But there's but it's not as emotional as it is, really. It's not a we have to compare it this year to Endgame, right? Endgame, you hear a crackling. Hippo hears a crackling. Here's Lando come in. Ba-boom. But Lando, who, he just met Lando. He talked to him twice. There's no emotional connection to him and Lando. He's emotionally connected to these people. Came. It's great. But we don't feel him. It's more just fun. You're like, all right, let's do this. Why Whereas, is Wedge the, even in that sequence? But, yeah. He has but a line. And he comes in. Nice flight. Nice shooting. We're like, nice flying, Lando. That's what he says. And they have <laughs> all this backstory between him and Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley dies before yeah, Wedge even shows up on screen. You but could they, have done they, something with that. But they do that thing. Well, they don't know that. Though. They have no idea they're related. But then, that's <laughs> exactly. a, but then, but in, in Captain America, he hears crackling. What does he hear? He hears, on your left. And to him, that's emotional. That means something to him. And when all those people come through, those are all his friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it means something emotionally or something for somebody emotionally for that to come through. Like, what if we didn't see that happen? What if somehow, I don't know how you have to do this plot machinations with the Wayfinder and whatever. And what if, what if that wasn't Lando coming back to people and they didn't send them off? What if, or somehow they did the call, but nobody could get through? What well, if Kylo led them through? Like Ben, because he's the only one who could get through. That what would have been a better way for, to it, for him. And he to, comes back, to and come he's back. like, I, "I'm here." And like, oh, like, oh, crap. Like, but I like God, him because he's, he's such a poser. Because he's like, "I'm good now. See, I don't have my long coat anymore." He is right. I'm but, you know, good. He's, I wanted more of him because you know what? We've been trying it with the damn tra- with solo movie. We've been doing it with all these things. The two little interactions he has a little bit. He jumps off thing and says, ouch, you know, and he lands in that thing. And then he gets a lightsaber and does a little shrug. He is totally Han Solo. I would love to see him, like, be... He gives off that vibe so well. Like, as he, like you're Han Solo now. Like, he doesn't look like... You know what I mean? He's not as handsome. Like, I get it. But he has the total, like, persona of that at that point. It's like... Oh, I wish I would have seen more of him be that. You know, actually have to, re- like you said, you didn't want him to die. I like, I want to see him interact with other people. Yeah. Like, do something in a ship or do something to, like, to help save everybody. Doing one good thing he's dying. ornamental. He's ornamental that well, but I... He could have, but he could have then arrived down on that planet. Just then I went ahead and landed on the planet. You know what I mean? They could have arrived and he went down there to help her. So it's like, I, this is all, you know, we can get into this way later, but I'm just saying... The stuff that he does, that's the stuff that I do like. I like how he becomes Han a little bit. He's like, ouch. <laughs> and just that little bit. It's like he's, he, the, he's, well, he's the only subtlety to, in this to movie. To be human is what all that yeah. really comes down to, and it works. Well, let's talk about that scene. Because I'll say all the stuff in this movie, I love that scene. From the fight to how it ended to how he turns, I think it's great. I like it. I do. I don't want to see him get thrown in a hole. I really think if you were going to go no, this no, no, way. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the... 
the turn scene for him. Oh, oh no, yeah, you're right. That's that's pretty much perfect. It might be the best scene in the movie, like as far I as think being it, like it is the best scene off. in the movie. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the best scenes in the trilogy. If you want to talk about like pure payoff of what they're trying to do, that scene actually works a lot better as the and culmination it, it, of their story than what they ended up doing with him and her facing it's the emperor, which didn't matter. Right. But, I mean, if you talk about like what it means for Leia to go out, like the finding a way for Leia to die in a poignant way, perfect. I think it works perfectly. Like she just said, and they're like, why didn't you do that before? It's like, because she would have died. This is a hold maneuver, but she's doing. She's saying, yeah. you guys don't need me anymore. I have to do this because now this is the last chance. And I'm going to die doing this. And when he dies and he fades away and they show and her still body. Holding on. Yeah. Fades, I, that's so beautiful. Great. And that yeah, works great. so well. And they're still holding on. Even though she I basically just not connects the way I to wanted him them floor. to go with his character. I thought that that was very well executed. And I just love how, yeah, because but also do, the the timing and the execution that's perfect because that happens. He's about to kill her. That happens, and then she's like, vengeance, like she's in a bad place. Ray is at that point, and she stabs him, and she's like, oh shoot, and then she heals him. But just that one-two punch of he's just. Because basically what somebody called over, I was like, she, either like, what did Leia do? It's like, she gave him a force hug, basically, right? That's yeah. what she did. It's like, not a force projection thing, but she's like, this is my essence and you remember that. You know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. be in touch. And she's like, he's like, oh. And that's something oh, yeah. that I think that they did actually take a page out of Ryan J- Johnson's book. Some of the things yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they extended you that see stuff they did. That they did. I mean, when he said, oh, I was really uh, I was really inspired by Ryan Johnson to get out of my comfort zone. It's like, that's interesting because I don't see you taking a lot of risks, arguably, here. But, <laughs> yeah. but he that. did, in in the sense of him trying to follow up on, on what the Force was and what they could do with it. I, uh, it's he, a provide emotional things. On that. Yeah. And, I, and I think that worked really well, especially in terms of Leia. Because they do that and it's like... And then what she says to him, she's like, I wanted to take your hand. I wanted to take Ben's hand. And that's all heartbreaking because she's also phenomenal in these movies too, right? Mm-hmm. And she just run- <laughs> I thought it was funny the first time I watched it. Like, she's going to leave him? Okay. But then I was like, yeah, I get it. She's, she's also just wants to go away and die at that point too. She just hates all this stuff. And then she leaves. And then we just get that great scene when he says, hey, kid. I was like, oh, my God. They brought. They, that was a like, good fake they, out. They they they, they pulled really up the money was, truck. I thought that was going to be Luke. When I just heard yeah. the voice, I actually thought it was going to uh, be Luke. It was, and he's so great. That's like that's the one gift of Force Awakens is that Harrison Ford showed up for that movie, and he is on. And this is the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, he does care about this. You know what I mean? Like he brought it for whatever he likes, JJ or whatever it is. He was there. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, like, and then it really like, did bring it Kylo's arc home, and it made it work. It made it, and it's the greatest thing too because everybody's pissed about him dying. You get you get a little bit of closure in that too, right? It's a little more poignant way. And to the last thing that he says in the Star Wars universe is that I know because he's about to, yeah. Ben's about to say I love you. And I was like, oh my god, that's I kind of missed it the first time. The second time, like, that's the crying moment. The second time, I was like, oh my god, that's beautiful. That's perfect. And then he throws the lightsaber away and he turns around to look because he's still like a little kid. <laughs> and he's gone. It's like, I like all this. This is good. I approve of yeah. all this. And how they, the, this scene with Luke, I, I think, worked. A lot of people thought that that well, subverted the, first time, the Last Jedi. And I, well, I, never, uh, I don't believe that because. Well, d- well, and Chris Terrio said the same thing on that, too. He said, well, we weren't trying to undo what had been done. We were trying to follow what had been done because Luke is in a different place at the end of The Last Jedi 
than he was at the beginning. He doesn't. He's I not think, that grouchy old man yeah, who would totally, throw away I, the lightsaber. Right. Anymore. I totally agree with you, and I think it just suffers because of the pace of the movie, and the movie's not inviting you to look at anything deeper, right? With depth, and so well, and the movie, the movie plays like a so greatest hits, and if you unfortunately seem to deliberately subvert right. the last you, Jedi, it just feels like just, another one. But on the surface, you're like, ah, F you, ah, like you can imagine those people that hated it, watching like, yeah, and he's like. But that's the point. He's saying... Yeah, he's saying, don't be like me because I learned my lesson. That's that's no way to treat a Jedi's weapon. He's like, yeah, because, again, everybody's forgetting... uh, Somehow they they still think Luke Skywalker's a real person. (laughs) And he didn't end up in one... Start at one point in Last Jedi and end (laughs) in another. They're like, well, he said that. I was like, yes, at the beginning of his arc. (laughs) It's like, you guys are still having conflict with the main character conflict of that movie. Between a callback and a subversion. (laughs) Like, this is... at the end of the continuation of of that story and where he's in a Luke happier was. place he's in a happier place the one change i would have done in this scene one slowed it down more but he says they sit down they talk i'd probably have made his wig better which is not that great in this scene but i would like could come and sit down they go he says you have everything you need he would leia says to him she kind of walks off and then he raises the thing out that's a little fan service what i would want her to do she knows it's there have her raise it out and then cut back to him and Yoda standing there and like looking at, you know, like him. Cause that's the point. He's not in the story. That's like me with Alex teaching or something. Like, let me just do it for you. You know what I mean? The point is that she did what I didn't do and she has it. She's better than all of us. She can do this herself. She's got everything she needs. The the thing of him doing it, it's a little like, look, I didn't do it before. That's the only one I'm like, (laughs) it doesn't thematically work for her character. It works for Luke's character. We're done with Luke. Luke's dead <laughs> at this point. I love Luke. It's not about him anymore. It's about well, her it and what true. she. Like, I I pulled a I pulled a spaceship out of the sky in Act One, so um, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, you you see what I'm but, saying? Though? But it's that's like, an uh, obvious. Yeah, that's just a blatant callback to Empire Strikes it's Back. Fine, it doesn't but thematically. It's also fine, and they play the music. And I'm like, this is great. But I kind of wish you'd had a version of him looking at Yoda like, see, she did it or I did it. Or even if I had Yoda when he did it, it'd have been funny. And he's like, look. He's like, all right, well. Because <laughs> yeah, I do, I like how he's happier and I like, I, I agree with all that. I think that scene does rub you the wrong way when you first like, oh my God, this is just, but it, but it totally makes total sense. It's, it's, it's like in canon wise, he would have been totally happy now. He's goofy. Luke's goofy guy. That's what he is. Well, and he's 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 crossed over to Nirvana. He's he's cool yeah. with a bunch of stuff now. Like I did it's like, my did thing. you want him to be? I don't understand. You guys wanted to be grumpy. Didn't want to be grumpy. Now you wanted to be grumpy and like not. It's like no. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is such a thing as as reading in too much. It's like line. Let's let, not break this down line for line. On that, like. That to me is too legalistic as a criticism, anyway. To say, see, and they're well, even I, saying the lightsaber thing. <laughs> well, then, but then it becomes nothing about what she can do. Though, if you think about it, she doesn't bring it out, right? And then also, he says, "Yeah, oh well, yeah, his wayfinder's in there. She's connected to Palpatine somehow, right? Why can't she just find it somehow? You know what I mean, with her Force yeah. thing or something? Well, why then, can't she do something that nobody else could do? If, if right? I were just going to rewrite this movie with the same basic building blocks, what? what they would have been doing like I said that spy I think it's business a great would be out because it doesn't matter yeah and what they would have been doing at the very beginning of the movie was out still trying to can recruit people like that book that, that you read where they're, we're out trying to recruit people and they're afraid 
not just because the first order has come that's in that's where the first scene but should now be there's right, this, yeah. this phantom the specter of the emperor is now making everybody so it's even it's even you're harder totally right. to get people you're totally right that's that, what we should have been doing at the beginning of the movie if that if, if that, that's the first scene and then they're trying to talk and like post sitting down with somebody like he was in force awakens right talking with somebody trying to convince them that's thematically and they'd refuse and they're scared that yeah. thematically and works towards the end of the movie that's a book the end of the movie yeah. that would have been fine and the spy business you don't need because when <laughs> Huck saves them Hux could literally just say I don't care what happens to you I just want to stick it to Kylo Ren it's like he doesn't right. have to say I'm the spy because there doesn't have to be a spy well there like, was a spy that if you just said that say they I'm the spy back, then you're a bad knew. one anyway because everyone shouldn't already know there's a spy mm-hmm. But the thing he was a spy about is something that Palpatine broadcast like five hours later. Yeah, the no world useful universe. information was given to them by right. the spy. And they right. didn't even know who the spy was. So that, again, feels like an artifact of an earlier draft where you thought you were going to work out some kind of thread for like a spy storyline and you didn't, but you just left it anyway. Right. And we're like, well, we'll just we'll just say Hux is a spy, and that'll get him killed. It's like he, all that could have still happened because he could have saved them to screw Kylo and gotten killed for it in exactly the same way, right? As much as Hux deserves in a way that's just not even he doesn't even go out like a hero blazing. He just goes and he tells them, ah, they they got away, like whatever. And they shoot him. I think that's an appropriate end for Hux. Richard Grant's great in this movie. I like his character. I mean, he's great. He's fine. I love Richard too. Grant. I'm curious as to who Matt Smith was supposed to play in the movie. I wonder. Maybe because, it's just a voice. Well, there was like, I, I read an article that said maybe he was supposed to play the Emperor's son and then that got cut down. It's like, but that doesn't make oh, sense because yeah. there's a scene that showed the Emperor's son. Why wouldn't it just be Matt Smith? Oh, perfect. Let's talk about that now. Let's talk about the Palpatine. Mm. Oh, Ray. okay. So. That's dumb. The beginning, and they say that he's like, "She's more than you think." And you're like, "Oh, she's your daughter, or whatever." It's like, I know that's where you're really, That's where the like, hairs <laughs> on the back of your neck start standing up. And you're like, "Just oh, yeah, say something cool. Say something like, do it she in could a way. be anything at this point. It doesn't. She doesn't have to be related to anybody." And then like, like she's your granddaughter, isn't she? Like, God damn it. Yeah, it's exactly. like the most boring and dumb, and it also serves no narrative function. This is the thing that I just this and we went over this last time, is that people get on to Ryan Johnson for doing the nothing thing, but he didn't do that out of some like kind of social justice thing or something. It just worked out that way, right? He did it. He told and he said this list. He's like, I've literally wrote down like eighty nine things she could be and people she could be related to. <laughs> he's like, there's even clones and robots on that list. <laughs> like, he's like, we did everything and we did. Then we got down to like a top five. I'm like, what does it matter most during that moment? What makes sense thematically? Boom and hits you like a ton of bricks. And they said, Vader telling him, "I'm your father" is the worst thing Luke could hear. Worst thing she and could hear. And the way they do it is like, you're not even part even of this story at all. Get out of here. I don't even remember how. She finds out in the movie. I don't remember. Yeah. I guess well, does Kylo she just tells her. Kylo just Kylo tells, tells her. her. He's like, "You're probably the granddaughter," and See, she's like, "Uh, I don't even that, remember." That's watching how that the first time, the I movie. just felt like a cold, wet fish like, just uh, slammed on the floor. Uh, that's what it felt like to me. I was like, "You got to be kidding <laughs> he me!" He was just looking at I was me, like, I, like waiting for a reaction, and uh, like I'm, I'm I gonna actually did like kind of groan at that because I was like, I knew it was coming. I'm gonna accept this, guys come up with some interesting way and to tell me about it. I was like, I knew that they were going to do something 
that I didn't again, think they should do, but I gave them even more credit than to do something this blatantly dumb. But and so, they've done and it, then, and I'm going to accept it. And this is the thing I will prescribe a little, like, authorial intent. Not intent, like, but just process. The way Ryan Johnson was working was he's working scene for scene for dramatic impact, right? And I think J.J. Abrams, he's a great storyteller, and he worked well on TV, and he works well on doing things as, like, this kind of craftsman, right? They're solving problems. They're trying to check boxes in this movie, and they did a lot of that. Like, hey, check me this box. that makes some people happy. I think we can do that. That's great. Check this box. So they're checking these boxes, and then Chris Terrio, which is, again, it's not mentioned that he wrote BBS, right? Let's, let's, let's skip over yeah. that for its other credit. Well, but, he's, got a bad, but, he's got a bad thing with, like, parental reveals mother being thing. Yeah, way it's more important mother. than they are. Yeah. Um, but, like, your mother's <laughs> name is the same as my mother's name, yeah. Ray. He, I saw him explain. He's doing a lot of explaining this, and JJ's like, "I'm not explaining anything. You have fun, Chris." And he's I like, like JJ well, was just like, "The critics are all right, and the people yeah, who love it are all answer. right, like, and anything anybody thinks is okay." But and Chris Harris said something it. like, "He's like, well, yeah, one of the themes, the, the hardest thing for her doing this is that it's like, you know." It's like now she found out she's this thing, but it's not about who she is. It's about she could be anybody. It's like, I get that, but you didn't do that. You're, you're coming up with that like as a kind of blueprint on paper, and it doesn't – it's not worked into any scene correctly it, that makes sense or is dramatic for her. Where is she well, going to find out and like plus, that comes? that was already her arc. The idea of her struggling yeah. with being nobody and in her a world being nobody. of supposed somebodies was already <laughs> her arc. You didn't have to make her this somebody – and here's the thing too. Go to the end where she's Skywalker. Now that's why it's called Rise of Skywalker, which is nice. That's not fine. a bad moment. That's fine. But if her she's a Palpatine, I think the more powerful thing is to go. I'm Ray Palpatine. My <laughs> parents were loving me. They love me. I'm a Palpatine. That's more of an empowering moment. If it she's is true. Nobody, it turns out your parents were cool. Why? Yeah. Why yeah. are you shitting on their name? It's like I'm Ray Hitler. That's fine. But like, <laughs> but I like. To me, that works when she's nobody. When she's like, I don't have a last name, but you know what? Now, in honor of you guys, I'm Skywalker. That introduces a lot of dumb backstory that we're going to have to fill out and it's expand like, who are her parents? Now. Who did like, he sleep with? He had a like son, a kid, and like, she had, And there's already things like, see this creepy lady from the prequels? That's probably like, stop it. Stop it already. Dear, don't feed that engine. I think a better I thing would have been like, they... Comic. they what I would like would happen. If they want to go crazy and let's get it's like this is what it's like. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Like let's go ahead and confirm that he created Anakin. Him and Plagueis did or whatever happened, right? Oh, I'm glad they that's didn't the do rumor. That. That's at least no, no. something they've left intact. No. Well, uh, what do you mean that they did or didn't? They didn't. The story group has come out and said that it is okay, not true in the canon that Anakin was created by Palpatine. That was okay. in some comic. Palpatine sure. said that, that's but fine. they're like, no, he just said that. <laughs> well, that's fine. But sometimes people just say things. Well, that's well, but but he but it is immaculately conceived, right? Yeah, right. he may have been created by the quills. Double down, do that with Ray. I love Why this not? idea that the the force is trying to produce these these beings to to counteract him. That and it's like we're going to produce cool another one. She was and at least by a vergence in the force. We suggested yeah, that as a possibility because then it makes it like it one it makes that. I mean, we have to bring these prequels in as, as much as we can, right? We have to justify them. Let's justify sure, that. So it's mythos. not just a and and it makes her being a Skywalker makes more sense. He came from nothing. He is a part. Of, she is. Just, 
that that ostensibly makes him her related to them because he came from thin air and so so did she so they're part of the four you know whatever force family this is that are called skywalkers now <laughs> like i like that idea the force family like force family. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like but the like, marvel you, family but you know what i mean though i like that idea that it's like and but it's like but her being it's like that's what i'm saying the problem is it's like that's what, but that's literally Ryan Johnson said all this shit. If you listen to the podcast, him explaining, he's like, every one of these other answers was brought up eight more questions, and that's why I didn't do it. That's why I made this thing. Well, that's and then it actually worked the difference between him as a storyteller because J.J. Abrams likes to leave questions open like that. He likes right. to present, and it's not a bad thing. But but you but do it's have not to dra- rein it's it not in. Dramatic though, sometimes well, it's just like if, if the questions, huh? if it's not worth exploring the question, then it's not worth asking the question. It's not you can't space just opera, put it out there. As a, yeah, exactly. You you can't just put it like, and it is soap opera when everybody's related to everybody. Like that's the old soap opera trope. That's why it works so well in Empire because it comes out of nowhere in Empire. But you, by the time in Jedi, they're like, oh yeah, she's your sister now, and this like you're his granddaughter. It's like, what's happening here? Why is like every important person in the universe related to each other, no matter like where we come from? It makes no sense. It's like a giant galaxy. Why are half the planets deserts? Yeah, see, that's the problem with this thing when they don't work together that great. It doesn't work out that great. Because I get it. They're their own things. They respect each other. And Ryan and JJ would say they respect each other. And I don't think they're trying to screw each other over. No, I don't think that at but all. I don't actually think they really sat down. He's like, this is my thinking why I did this. And this is why I think what I think maybe is a way to go. You know what I mean? Like... I almost feel like, and then Ryan might not have done that in JJ either for the other one, so it's fair, it's fair, but it's just like, okay. Well, well, the thing is, Ryan Johnson didn't, he didn't contradict anything The Force Awakens had done. No, People he just he thought Ray was going to be important, but the movie itself didn't say she was. So coming back and yeah, saying what, you think that your parents so are going to be something yeah. important, but they're they not. That that's to Snoke, the audience, not with within Snoke the story. And her and people still say it's very challenging, unexpected. It's like it's not that challenging of a movie. It's like they just she's not the same thing as these other two movies. Like it's not. <laughs> you know, you're not watching some French surrealist film or something. That's great. Like it's a normal movie. It just had a couple of surprises because it didn't happen exactly the way it happened. In your other favorite movie. That <laughs> that's goes all back that happened. to being a bad <laughs> improv partner, though, because it, one thing you can look at all three of these movies as is a creative writing exercise. Each person inherits last person's movie, and what do they do with it? Yeah, and so. In in my opinion, like Ryan Johnson was much better at taking the what he had from Force Awakens and making something compelling out of it, whereas J.J. Abrams' process was wasn't to deliberately throw out what he'd been given, but the only way he could conceptualize the story from there was not to build on what he'd gotten from Ryan Johnson, but to just come up with a whole new set of ideas. And I'm not saying that can't work, but a lot of the problems that we're seeing in this movie come from that inability to just build off of what had already been established in there. And so in some ways he did it all right. Like I said, the use of force powers and the, and the Ray Kylo relationship that that's pretty good. And what they do with it, I think when, when Luke comes back, I don't think that's a subversion of how Luke is portrayed throughout no. Last Jedi. I think that's a good continuation. The fact that they yeah. that she goes back to Octo cool. and yeah, revisits cool. that, I think, is, is a, is a positive the, nod to Last Jedi. They expand the Force, um, Force FaceTime thing. But the fact that he More. needed 
he needed Ray to have a story just shows that that's like when he when he said Ryan Johnson encouraged me to go to my comfort zone I was really thinking that need for everything to be a big mystery is something that maybe that's helping him realize isn't necessary like no that that's not he didn't get him out of that comfort zone he had to have that be a thing he couldn't just just leave it lay but this is what I feel like I feel like he's just running in the middle like tiptoeing on a balance beam because I don't think it's mysterious enough. Like, you want to make it mysterious? Sure, do it's that. It's not mysterious but none of the at all. He just no wanted mysteri- to be significant no, in, in some yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, none of these things are interesting enough. You're like, okay, so like, I don't, that's why it just doesn't work in your brain. This is this is why Breaking Bad is like clockwork. You're like, oh yeah, that works. And they explain that. Oh, cool. Oh my God, that's a great story. This is like, so wait a second. Hold on. Because I don't even, as presented in this movie, I'm not sure what happened. So they had a kid and they let him, they be alone with his kid, but he finds out somehow her, her parents aren't for her son. Like she, she Palpatine, she junior is not force sensitive, but the daughter is right. I guess And they go after her, but he sends a bounty hunter, but they immediately pull off. Here's the thing. They're on a planet. The guy comes to that planet and then takes off with them, but doesn't say, was your kid just there where we left? <laughs> yeah, like I don't, and then they go to another planet and crash, and that guy just can't leave that planet. Why? And Luke and Lando go there, but never find what you guys accidentally found pretty easily. I don't understand any of that plot. Why that ship and what the hell's going on with that? Yeah, it's like they're they're <laughs> trying to create connective elements to the and Force Awakens. And there's an ancient but... knife that's that shows a thirty year old wreckage. It's in water. That, like, if you go to this spot, they just happen upon immediately fits perfectly with 30 year old wreckage that could change every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dumbest in a, in a thing in the world. Unstable <laughs> tidal thing. condition. I know. Yeah, if it was in like a mountain, maybe. But it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's literally Goonies. I was like, this is but it stupid was, as hell. I mean, it was obviously Goonies. But and, and you can and almost like forgive it for, for that. Like this is. And so then I forgive it for moments because then when she gets in the ship, it's it's cool her jump around the ship because like this is what she did at the beginning. She's good at this. This is why she can do that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I like that. It's like that and definitely then, is like getting her back. Kylo to her and room. Finn both show up at the same ship and do this. I was like, wait a second. I thought she could I'm like. Fine, he lands right there, so he's fine. But Finn does the same thing, so I'm like, okay, but. And then I love that scene. So it's like, that's the thing. This That's just the dumb. Like, this is what they, people say about Last Jedi. They're like, it has the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Guys, get over it. Canto Bite's not that entertaining. It's not a low. It's just not that entertaining. Canto Bite doesn't bother me. I, it's it's I, thematically great. It, it probably it's, provides the least to the the overall narrative is yeah, the problem. But it's not I think a it's bad, an entertaining nothing, enough little scene. It just doesn't think it's, matter to the overall story. I don't think story. it's dumb or bad. Everything makes sense. It's just like, yeah, but there's nothing, nothing exciting happening. But it's just fine. This, I think, is exactly... This doesn't have the highs of Last Jedi, but it has the lows. It'll have really cool potential and cool ideas, then it just has some... It's like, what? <laughs> Come on. It's like... The, the, the plot of this movie is ridiculous. That That's what's dumb about it. But then they have some really great ideas every other scene. And I don't... I don't yeah. know if that plot didn't and really would have been that ridiculous. And plot doesn't bother me at its face. No. Like we said, like it's Force like Awakens falls something, apart. Yeah by the yeah. end is plot the whole premise of plot force awakens is horrible but she catches that lightsaber in that moment and i tear up every time still watching it now there's no moment like that like that she's i mean they're trying to make it that beauty now it's sort of but i didn't tear up in that moment like you said because i don't know what's happening i'm like okay it's cool and it's cool the idea of it's cool but again if you if i saw 
those people I'm like oh god this is really tearful yeah like, I, I just like, like that that I just my, that's, the biggest that tragedy is unforgivable like, to me to have that moment like if you didn't have that moment then I would think well they just don't think that that's important in the way that I think it's important but they do have it and it's executed in such a poor way I'm like why did you bring the story here this is the very end of I think Marvel, the entire saga yeah Marvel's ruining a bunch of this stuff for you because I went into Endgame. We're excited about it, but Infinity War is like it's okay. It's fun, you know. It had some fun things. Kind of a, a lot of stuff going on. And yeah. you went Endgame going. I'm excited to see how they. Unt- it was like I was excited about the plot of Endgame, right? Like how are they going to untie this knot, the Gordian knot? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then like two minutes into it, I'm like crying, and like <laughs> three minutes, I'm crying that entire movie with all these emotions. I was like, oh my god, he's meeting his dad. Oh my god, they're actually the Thor with his mom. I didn't even know I was wanted to see this. Like. It's so emotional, and I'm like, I don't even care that much about the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an emotional franchise for well, me. Well, again, like, they have the benefit of, like, 20 movies to build off of. That they yeah, can, but, They've been cultivating this, this long-form well, story. If you just have a scene of Luke looking at the suns, I'll get emotional. So they have – Star Wars has it. They can do it real quickly for me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's certain – like I said, Superman, Star Wars, you just show this one simple scene and I'm there. Chewie falling on his knees here and Leia Death does it. So I was going yeah, into this going, I'm going to be blown scene. away. I'm going to be blown away. And I was like, I just was not emotional at all through it. And I was like, this sucks. I wanted to, I wanted to feel it so bad, and that's why – I don't think it's bad, and that's the thing. I think it's fun, and I saw it a second time, and I saw it when we just got back from New York. We went to the 40X, you know what that is, Mm-mm. where the seats move around. It's like a theme park ride. <laughs> that is so that has no, it has like fans. It has water, has scent. Yeah, the, the seats literally are in hydraulics and they shake it. So like the old ma- like William Castle production. They just opened one here, at Atlantic Station in Atlanta. But yeah, it's like a $30 ticket, but it's like being in like Star Tours or something. But for this movie, I was like, yeah, let's do it because it's already a theme park ride. Yeah, well, and if you've already seen it, yeah, that's awesome. And so I saw it and it was great. And I had so much fun watching this time because I took Alex and my my nephew and like, they loved it, by the way. My daughter, nine, she's like, she was predicting, I think she's Palpatine's daughter, like she's predicting all, and Hmm. Lando came out like when he was in disguise she's like that's lando i was like how do you know that she's like because he's wearing the same thing i was like yeah, he has the same exact disguise that all the time like, I was hey, like if it works <laughs> it works i stick with it and i was like so apparently nine-year-olds can predict this movie pretty well that that's sort of the problem with it too i was like yeah got it yeah it's okay so he's probably, okay that's why i give it okay, sort of like, a return of the jedi kind of pass on that i'm like you know I I just I'm gonna enjoy. I would what give they all do. of that, but Return of the Jedi has one of the most poignant and emotional endings of a movie, though. Like him, his pacifist stand against the Emperor, and then getting teary-eyed for this murderer, and he says, "Tell your sister I was right," and all that stuff. And it, that's t- it breaks you every time. It's horrible. I just it's don't great. Think you can ever recapture that, no matter. I mean, yeah, there I is agree. Some, there is some risks I think they could have taken. To I don't want to go it. that far, but I mean, Yoda scene with Luke and Last Jedi gets me there. Other ones get me there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. him, her with Kylo when they're being emotional gets me there. Like her catching the lightsaber in Force Awakens. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, the music starts playing. I was like, so like goosebumps every time. Well, and it's great. And they do this. They do it again in Last Jedi when when he kills Snoke and she catches the lightsaber. Then so like, and the music starts again. Yeah, it's like yes, it's great. I just want more. I want more of them two together. I want more. I think this movie needs to do an end game and be like 45 minutes longer. And just ex- don't new. And it's like no JJ. It's like no. Hold on JJ. No new ideas. 
No yeah, more new scenes. Just, flesh just expand out these scenes. Because every I love the ideas. I just think it's all execution. Because even the Palpatine thing, great. I know, we can't prevent that. You and I can scream the heavens. They're going to do that dumb shit. And I don't mind it. Make do it work. something I don't like. That doesn't ruin the poetically, movie for I me. Think it, poetically, but, with the movies, with rhyming, and the, since he's such a big part of the prequels, I think it works. It works in a balanced thing, sure. It Make can, it work, because then the Make entire, it work American emotional. The entire series is about the Skywalkers versus Palpatine. He represents the darkness or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. And, I get it. And I understand that in, in that particular situation, I feel like that was a difficult creative writing position for them because killing Snoke worked in The Last Jedi, but then what do you do? Although I, I would argue that this movie would have worked if they had pulled if they had kept Kylo going as the main villain and he turns at the end and then that to me would have made him a lot more sense it's just harder to do that because then there's nobody that they can defeat like Vader can turn on the Emperor in Return of the Jedi and then you get that turnaround and you also have a bad guy that we got to defeat at the same time if right. Kylo is now the only bad guy and he serves no master, then how do you have that sort of climactic battle but also have him turn around? To me, I think that would be very emotional if they could have pulled that off because that to me is a much more authentic way of, of handling how they, they reconcile the darkness and the light. And they sort yeah, of well, do that's that what we're talking about. the, the, the Force dyad or whatever that they say the two of them are that well, still the represents this, it's that like, sort it should of thing. Be a re I mean, this is goofy space magic, but it should be about something. I don't know what this movie's about, really. And so, like, but if you do, like, he's the big bad. It's setting up for that. Dig into that, but then you do have him come back in the end, and then have him come back to the end of the point where Richard E. Grant is now taking over the First Order, and he it's all Kylo's power. He can't stop him either, so he has to help them take it down. Well, it's right? true. This whole Emperor right? thing could have worked if. Like, like if we said, first of all, the Emperor should have been a ghost. And second, right. if you just had Kylo off questing to find out what this was while other people are rising up in the ranks and taking over the yeah. First Order, by the time Kylo comes back, he's officially been ousted. And because at the same he's time, off on this well, And they quest. did it in this. That new person, Grant, is working with the Emperor's ghost. I right. actually so don't you, think the Emperor's Ghost should have been as big a deal. Well, I, I'm I just think saying, it I'm should have been a that. ghost, and it should have been a thing that they had to confront, but I think it should have been more yeah. of a metaphor and not sure. been the direct baddie in this movie. Sure, that's fine. I mean, I'll take it all together if you want to see. That's fine. But I'm saying if you're <laughs> going to have it as much as it is, have them, that's who the, I think, but you're right. I don't think having the, having this evil power just makes it feel like there's always this evil power out there, and it's not about Kylo being evil himself. Like, that's the point of this thing is like, no, these are people doing this. Yeah. Emperor was a person. And you kind of right? dodged but now he's that a monster. Especially when you tie it in with, like, well, how are we saying that, that we expect that, I don't know, it, it's kind of muddled because the movie is expecting us to have the the prejudice that, oh, if she's Palpatine's granddaughter, then she must be bad. And that's sort of what Palpatine sort of acts like. But everybody in the movie says, and, and what the final weigh-in from Luke was, we know where you come from. We don't care about that. It doesn't matter. Like that's that's what's ultimately delivered as a message of the movie, and I think that's a positive message. But the fact that they felt like we we wouldn't be predisposed to thinking that in the first place, like of course that because 
he's been solo and he's the Darth Vader of this movie. Like we need, we know where he comes from and it was all good people. So we already know that, that you're not bound by, by where you come from. It's personal decisions that you make that, that define your character. It's a dumb card to play. And unless they played it from the beginning and everybody's prejudices against her for that. Cause this becomes a Danny Daenerys situation. It's like, you haven't shown that you're nuts this whole time and you can't right at the end be nuts like this and it actually matter and mean something that's the problem you know what i mean like it has to be something that was and even in Daenerys situation it was something people prejudiced against her so it works better there and her making that argument at being who she is to you know them is great and then that that also works with my whole finn thing of like his mission is to free the stormtroopers like get somehow connected to their thing, get a line to them and say, Hey, and that would have worked have to do this. That would have worked in the framework of what they're doing too, because it's not if, about war. It's about making friends. See, it's not about star friends. Well, <laughs> even if you just want people shooting each other, you introduced the, the emperor who has a planet full of evil Sith, possibly Sith ghosts. We don't know, but right. they have their own army of Sith. I don't troopers. think they're ghosts because they were running for their lives at the end. So ghosts but, don't, shouldn't run for their but lives. But whatever. They could have been from anything, <laughs> but they're all bad. They're Sith. <laughs> like, right. They're believers. So and they're storm, it, you can see you like red stormtroopers just kill them. They're all like monsters. Yes. Yeah, so you could have just had, had a rebellion of, of the first order troops against those. Cause they, they the visual was already there. You gave them different armor. It's a different color and everything. It would have been a real easy battle to keep track of the good guys, the bad guys, if, if yeah. they had turned those stormtroopers. Wow, yeah. that that would have been that would have been a lot better, guys. Come on. Because it like recontextualizes all this stuff. Because, I mean, after this, we don't even have stormtroopers anymore, right? We shouldn't. Well, we should not be going back to stormtroopers after this. Here's the other problem, and we might as well go ahead and talk about it now. The problem with that character... Who? Jana, uh, is that her name? Oh, yeah. Her Gianna. and, to a lesser degree, Carrie Russell. I was going to say Felicity, but that's not fair. It's like 20 years ago. <laughs> Carrie Russell's character. Zoe Bliss. Zoe. They are, and I'm not going to say that anybody deliberately did this. But those characters' main function is introduced in the story to just evaporate any hope of a Finn Poe romance. I mean, yep. they are the total, like, no homo, hetero coded characters that are there yeah. to be the perfect hetero female counterpart. I mean, it's like. Age appropriate and everything. Like, age and and race appropriate. Like, right, God, race appropriate. God damn it. That's what they're showing my team. Like, was like, why are all the black people hanging out with each other in this movie? Like, it makes it seem so it's weird that Lando so is with weird. her. Like, it's like. <sighs> and Zori is there to do two things that are annoying. One is the hetero coding for Poe, so we can't even pretend in an expanded sense. Like, they can't even leave it ambiguous so that we could ever come back and say, well, we yeah, We could be like Poe Lando. It could be pansexual or whatever. That's what somebody will say eventually. <laughs> yeah. But, but she's got to come in not just to give him, like, a sexual kind of back and forth with a character with a Boba Fett. Like I used to call Mara Jade because she was like Boba Fett, but a hot redhead girl. She'd be a great Mara Jade though. Like I think she was 
But, yeah. Well, and she that's was the problem. more interesting they than Marjorie. Because they're, they're great. They have chemistry, and it tricks you. And it's like it's a great entertaining scene. He's like, can I kiss you? He's like, no. It's like it's a great thing. But you're like, yeah, but this totally. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, that's not what I want. And the other thing too is. Obviously, when they brought in Poe in Force Awakens, they thought they were going to kill him off relatively early so they didn't have anything for him. So in this movie, they go out of their way to unnecessarily fill in a backstory for him that for some reason makes him exactly like Han Solo. So wait a minute. It used to be a spice runner. It's not even... You didn't even have some other criminal background that we could have just defaulted to you were literally just a spice but runner his parents were part of the resistance and he was in an early age too exactly. i thought that was his he whole... used to be in the, like i told you to read that before the the awakening yeah. book he used to be a new republic pilot he grew and up in the recruited him into the resistance which of course right. makes sense yeah his his mother and he does say in the movie at some point you know our mothers and fi- and fathers were fighters in, in the rebellion and the resistance before us. Like he says that, like he that's a, that's a, an acknowledgement that his, his own mother was like a, a famous pilot in right. the rebellion, and so he became a new republic pilot, which makes perfect sense because all the resistance pilots were just republic pilots that were then sort of recruited out of there. They didn't come from like she didn't put a classified ad in. And just looking for any pilots. Like, she handpicked people that she thought she could trust to form this unofficial military branch. They weren't put together out of mercenaries. So this idea that he used to be, like, uh, we might as well say smuggler because that's what a spice runner is. And then he just quit to join the resistance doesn't... It doesn't really fully make sense to the way they establish the character in these movies, but it, it completely contradicts the way that the rise of the resistance and Poe's involvement in in the resistance of the Republic in particular were actually introduced in in the canon. And it's unnecessary. Like, why why does he have to have a shady backstory to seem like a cooler character? And unfortunately, this Jaina character serves the same function for, for Finn... Not only is she somehow magically created to be a, a romantic proxy for him. They don't have a romantic relationship in the movie. But her presence there is to suggest, let's, that's why I call it hetero-coding. It's there to well, yeah, suggest both of them are just like two incredibly attractive women that just come like drop into this guy's lap. And then so they like... sort of split off, <laughs> yeah, and have a rapport. And they don't even, they're just lazy in creating her backstory. They just give her his backstory. And they're like, oh, wow, you're exactly the same as me. We're hitting it off like crazy. It's like, well, of course, she's just like you. She's the female version of you. It doesn't suit the narrative. It doesn't suit those characters. It makes them unnecessary. And it makes their presence there, its purpose being to draw attention away from other characters is more obvious. Because this this character right here could have been gone and Rose well, could have been saying, running around well, with Finn in this well, that's what I'm saying too you could be a heteronormal thing and also things like well they're just they're, we made Rose 2.0 now people like them because they're well that's the other know. thing it feels like not only it's, it's two birds and not only are we firmly establishing more firmly through Poe who to me was the more clearly gay of the two I mean he was to me more into Finn than Finn was into him. Like the, the the only question was whether or not Finn was on board. 
from what I saw in the movies. But so he's the one they work on the hardest. They give him an ex-girlfriend-ish character who they have a sexual chemistry with and he and speak it outright. He's like, oh, can I kiss you? It's like, see, he's totally not gay. With Finn, they don't have to do that because Finn's been mostly hetero in his behavior through the rest of the movie. So all they really need to do is separate him from Poe and give him a, a more interesting girlfriendish character than Rose Tico. So instead of having like that backstory where we're a platoon of deserted stormtroopers, he could have just been doing all that stuff with Rose. And she could have been running around with him doing that, that adventure. And that could have been her arc. She had to go over Death Star plans or Star 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 plans. She had to tell everybody what the computer was saying. Oh, wait, no, she didn't do that because Dominic Monhan did all this stuff. Yeah, he's there to to explain this. Like, like, can someone please tell me who the hell this guy is? I feel like she's she's doing all the research and he's he's just grabbing a piece of paper and starts reading it. And he's like, hey, that was, I found that out, you idiot. I had an idea today, guys. Like, this. My, it has my name written at the bottom of the title page. And it's not even her idea at the end. It should be her plan. You know what I mean? All that, I don't even know what their plan is, but... <laughs> that's Again, it's, it's just... to blow up one single tower. I, I do like where the Richard E. Grant character is like, we'll just broadcast from somewhere else. So we're, I mean, it's a fleet of a thousand ships. Why do we have to... Con- <laughs> we really go through one antenna? That doesn't make any sense. Right. It's like we're setting ourselves up to fail in every movie. Yeah, I just don't. It, it just didn't make any. Yeah, like why are they doing that? Here's a, on, a small point it? that bothered me. Why they need ground forces? I don't. When they defeat them, then they do this Return of the Jedi montage where they cut to other planets that we've seen, like Endor, we see now, and and Bespin, right. and they're blowing up Star Destroyers. Like, where the hell did those Star Destroyers come from? I thought we were keeping. I thought our whole purpose of the suicide run away or something i don't know yeah, or were those know. first order ships and then one, why are they blowing ships, up because we won it here doesn't make any sense unless like we sense. said in the predictions episode you should have pulled like a, a zon and said that the emperor's dark power was keeping all of their forces sort of you know right and what if ray connected and blew them all up with her party or something yeah it's just doesn't make sense. But that montage, it's like they just wanted to end with that montage, but they Him didn't write an ending where it made sense. there was kind of cool. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> from just a, All from that a, like a is cartoon. Okay. It's like a cartoon. From a cartoon standpoint, it was fun. It this, was, so much of this movie felt like one of those... It felt like 10 episodes of Clone Wars It felt like Wars a Legends back back novel. Like if you read like those that. old expanded universe novels, Man, you're Thrawn like, was what better than this they... thing. Thrawn was better than this though. That's oh, yeah. the point. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, yeah, we're always leaving Zahn out of it. The tragedy of the old expanded universe was it started with the Timothy, with Timothy Zahn. It was so good. Like what a, what a poor expectation to set because those are still the best ones. They're like, great. They're great follow-ups th- and they steal stuff. 30 years later. Those are this still steals the so best much ones. from them, but it just doesn't. I swear, because all that stuff, the Katana Fleet, those hidden bases, all that stuff is from those that trilogy. Well, the and they Emperor don't go stuff into any. Was mined go, more from Dark Empire, which was one of the weakest ones. Well, I'm t- but I'm talking about all the like the the cash and then like his secret fleet, all that stuff, and but they don't go into any of that stuff though. Like they don't just. This is it's just, it's, and the execution point of this is just what it is. It's just. 
it just is not interesting like now in the future 10 years now we'll just always think about this is the stuff that happened and well yeah it's fine it's like yeah but and that's why it's i just tried watching to judge it, it on a curve just... because it's like it's just to me like the end of return of the jedi there's so much after the first act of return of the jedi after the jabba stuff which is by itself just a fun little side adventure but for even them. that though, that's my point there's that whole Jabba thing is so drawn out it's like this whole thing is happening, and they get to that one scene in the pleasure barge. There's tension. There's dun, dun. The music. There's all this. There's not a scene like that in this movie. There's not a one tense scene in this movie. <laughs> Dog crazy. 